Pushkin. Chase for Business and iHeart bring you a new podcast series called The Unshakables. This one-of-a-kind series will shine the spotlight on small business owners like you, who faced a do-or-die moment that ultimately made their business what it is today. Learn more at chase.com slash business slash podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase and a member FDIC 2024 J.P. Morgan Chase and Co. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is Accelerating Innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. It all started with two federal agents who heard a rumor. She mentions, well, there is this alleged murder to have taken place. There was just one problem. They had no clue who the victim was. We have to do our job, and we have to find out who did they kill. It had been 15 years since this alleged murder. Was it still possible to unearth the truth? I used to watch... um, the Unsolved Mystery shows, and I often thought about calling because I was like, this is this is not right. How can a person get killed and no one knows anything? I'm Jake Halpern, and this is Deep Cover, The Nameless Man. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to hear the entire season right now, ad-free, subscribe to Pushkin Plus on our Apple Podcast show page or on pushkin.fm. Slash plus. I'm AJ Jacobs, and I wrote Trying to Live a Day Without Plastic for the New York Times, and it's the story of the week. For a little while in college, I thought about becoming a professor. I would have sucked. Because when you write academic papers, you have to prove things. You need data and control groups and large sample sizes. In journalism, you just go try something. I have no idea what going into a cryogenic chamber three times a week for 10 weeks does to the human body, but I do know how it felt, and that's good enough for an article. There's one person who's better than me at trying weird things and then whining about them in print. My fellow stunt journalist and fellow neurotic Jew, A.J. Jacobs. In the name of journalism, He's read the entire Encyclopedia Britannica, followed every single rule in the Bible, and, for his next book, is following the original intent of the U.S. Constitution. Recently, an editor from the New York Times called A.J. with the most ridiculous request of all, to try to live without using any plastic. Writing is hard. 
got that kind of time when you're already busy trying to be Joe Stein. So he turns on a mic, maybe twiddles a knob, calls a journalist friend who's got an actual job. Auditory, single story, just listen to smart people speak. Conversation filled with information, it's the story of the AJ, you are our first repeat guest. So congratulations. I don't know if we send a plaque. I, I want a plaque. I am very honored. I was thinking I want to be the Tony Randall to your Johnny Carson. That's a oh, very old reference. But I thought you were going to go with Oscar Levant to my uh, Steve Allen. Wow. Now that's even older. I can't yeah. believe, Wow. That's a deep cut. Very impressive. We originally thought we would never have guests on twice. But the listeners wanted you back. <laughs> well, I'm honored to be back. Thank you, listeners, for demanding and uh, boycotting, I assume. <laughs> You've pulled off another incredible stunt. This time, you tried to live a day without using any plastic. Correct. No plastic. First of all, how dare you? <laughs> you liberals are trying to make everything unfun, take away our plastic. I mean, plastic's great. You know what? I came to appreciate plastic is pretty yeah. great. And we do not want to live in a world without plastic. It would suck. Plastic's in medical equipment, and there's so much that we need for plastic. If not for plastic, I'd probably have children with hundreds of women. <laughs> Good to know. One of the takeaways I got was it's not just that plastic is the enemy, because it's not always the enemy. The enemy is... Uh, People with plastic. <laughs> You've got it. The, the enemy is a single-use culture or throwaway culture. We throw away 200 million tons of plastic a year, and most of that is single-use. You know, the yeah. bags that we use or the, the water bottles we use once and toss away, they are just choking the earth. I want to go through your day. So before the day starts, are you nervous? Are you feeling confident? Like, what, what's your mindset there? Well, I spent literally two months preparing for this day. What? Yeah. No, it was impossible because I knew what I was getting into. I knew that it was everywhere. So I had to buy. I mean, I spent a lot of money on Like I spent at least half of my writer's fee on this uh, on this project. And you get paid tens of thousands of dollars for a piece of it. <laughs> exactly. How much do you think you spent altogether buying non-plastic things? Oh, certainly over a thousand dollars. How worried are you? You've done two months of prep. You kind of know what you're getting into. Well, I am worried that uh, it is going to be an unpleasant day, but I was worried about the end of the day. How am I going to sleep? Because my mattress Ooh. and my pillows are all plastic. So I'm going to, I was at one point going to sleep in the park and uh, Central Park. Yeah. On like a bale of hay. That was the plan. I mean, I actually, I tried to order a, plastic free sleeping bag because most sleeping bags have plastic and it didn't come in time. So uh, I ended up unable to sleep in the park. So one of the things you did to prepare is you ordered a book called Life Without Plastic, the practical step-by-step -step guide to avoiding plastic to keep your family and the planet healthy. Now, how did that arrive in that book? That arrived 
wrapped in transparent plastic like a slice of American cheese. And when I got it, I was simultaneously appalled and filled with joy because I knew <laughs> this is such a beautiful scene. In fact, the first draft of this piece, I led with that. I yeah. said, I knew this was going to be a hard project when I got my Life Without Plastic book wrapped in plastic. Okay, you had to replace your toothpaste, your toothbrush, your shampoo, your liquid soap. Take me through your morning ritual that morning and everything you used. Sure. Well, I had to enter the bathroom, which was a problem because the doorknobs, I found out, are all plastic coated. So I had oh. to get my wife, Julie, to open the door. Oh, like a Shabbos Goy. Like she's doing all your plastic touching for you. Yes. And that's when religious Jews who aren't allowed to do things from Friday night to Saturday night find someone who's not Jewish to do all those things for them anyway. Right. And turn yeah. on the, t no, do the light switch. And, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was my plastic Shabbos Goy. I entered the bathroom and I had my array of plastic-free items. So I had a bamboo toothbrush that I had bought online which had boar's bristles made of boar's hair because oh. you can't, normal bristles are made of plastic. It was very ethical. Uh, I couldn't use my deodorant, so I, I made my own deodorant out of tea tree oil and, uh, and lavender, I believe. Wait, so what did you think of it? Well, it smelled very uh, cathedrally, but um, I would say that did not stick. No, with me. I do not use the tea tree oil, uh, but you can't use shampoo. So I bought a shampoo bar, which is just what oh. it sounds like, a bar made of shampoo. And that one I actually like. And I've oh. continued using shampoo really? bars a bit. Your hair looks yeah. great, by the way. <laughs> I don't know if it's because of the shampoo <laughs> bar. but And it's apparently, according to them, less expensive because you can get 200 shampoos out of a shampoo bar. Uh, and it's you know, 10 bucks. So oh. I would say that was a win, the shampoo bar. And that was just the first two minutes of my day. Well, how quickly did you fail in the experiment to go a day without plastic? I failed within the first five seconds. Five seconds? Seconds, yes. Uh, You've planned out your whole day. How could you not have anticipated whatever you did wrong? Well, I woke up, I put my feet on the floor. And the bedroom floor is made of nylon. It's carpet made of nylon. I mean, I could have ripped up the carpet, but I don't think my wife would have appreciated that. So yeah, that was the first violation. I saw the Jacobs as being hardwood floor people. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint. I, I think overall I violated, I counted about 164 violations, but it's probably more. Were you walking around with a notebook just marking down every time you failed? I did. But the notebook itself was a problem because pens <laughs> I couldn't use. And most pencils like this regular pencil has plastic all over it. The eraser is plastic. The yellow paint has made with plastic. So um, I had to get like a special cedar natural eraser pencil to write stuff down. All right. And then there was the next challenge was just getting dressed, right? Yeah, getting dressed was crazy because my entire wardrobe was filled with plastic. Well, you wear a lot of latex. <laughs> yes, exactly. Now, I have a very boring wardrobe, you know, Old Navy, Banana Republic, but 
it is filled with plastic, as is every brand, even the high-end brands. I did buy some plastic-free clothing, so I had plastic-free underwear. That sounds just like underwear. No, because the elastic in your underwear is plastic, usually. And so this was a drawstring boxer organic cotton underwear. You had to tie your underwear. You had to tie your underwear. Yes, it's very time-consuming not having plastic in your life. It is about learning about the past, though, like all the things people had to do and like how much harder things were on just a basic level. I couldn't use my iPhone or any electronics, so that was like going into the past. And I will say just one other point on the underwear. This was an interesting twist was um, the New York Times asked if I would feel comfortable posing only in my underwear for the photograph. They're such perverts. (laughs) They always are. (laughs) Well, I actually think it's a funny idea because it's like without plastic, we're naked. Like everything is plastic. But even even if I were in shape, I just don't want to uh, force that on anyone. So so I passed. But anyway, yes, back to the clothes. I bought plastic-free shoes because the shoes are just filled with plastic sneakers and regular shoes. This one I thought was interesting. My Banana Republic pants, which said in the label, 100% cotton. So I'm like, okay. But then I checked with the Banana Republic PR folks, and they were very accommodating. They sent me a detailed list. The woman did all this research of every piece of plastic in there, and there were tons. The zipper, the zipper lining, the pocket lining, the the threads. So I did end up trying to rip the plastic out of my Banana Republic pants. There I cutting myself. I like took a a steel knife and I tried to rip off the label and I cut myself and then I couldn't put a bandaid on because that's (laughs) plastic. So I had this plastic free paper gummy tape that I had bought in case I needed it. And I did. So I used that as my bandaid. This is why people used to die all the time. (laughs) They didn't have plastic and they're doing stuff like this. It's a dangerous life. I agree. Uh, yeah. Uh, plastic, as we say, it has its uses, but it is also a huge disaster that we did have. Did this gummy stuff stop the bleeding? You know, it did. It okay. did. It wasn't bad. And then you go on the subway, which is challenging, too, because there's plastic all over that thing. Right. Which already I knew was a sin because mm. there are so many subway parts made of plastic. But at least I tried to not sit in those famous orange plastic seats on the subway, New York subway. So I had bought a Nordic teak folding chair so that I would have my non-plastic place to sit. And I brought it on the subway and I sat there. I did get one look from a guy who was like, you know, please don't bother me. Please don't bother me. Please don't bother me. But most of the people were buried in their phones. So you're shopping at a natural food store. And what were the problems you encountered at the natural food store besides all the food being boring and awful? (laughs) Well, first of all, I had to have all of my plastic-free bags with me and plastic-free produce bags. Uh, And then Mm -hmm. when I got there, I couldn't buy any packaged goods because all the packaging is plastic. So they have these bulk bins. That was my plan. That's why I went there to buy some bulk walnuts and bulk oatmeal and things like that. 
Uh, first of all, one problem was the bins themselves oh, yeah. were made of plastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're always plastic. Yeah. So I just had to suck that up. And then I uh, I couldn't use the little uh, the little scoopers. So I had brought my own like a steel little scooper from home. Oh, you're a full on crazy person. So you've taken your own like ladle from home, like metal ladle, which if they see you putting it in there, the whole store has to be shut down for health code violations. But you put the scooper in. That's right. But I think the the odder part was when I tried to pay because I couldn't pay in in a normal way because I couldn't pay with credit card plastic. Mm -hmm. I couldn't pay with the iPhone or uh, Apple Pay plastic. But I couldn't even use uh, dollar bills. Oh, really? They have yeah. plastic in them somewhere? Plastic threads all throughout our bills. And the higher denominations have a plastic thread to... Uh, oh, oh, the reflective thing. I've seen that. The hologram yeah. thing. So to prepare, I had actually collected hundreds of coins. And I paid by by quarters and nickels. And it was very awkward and unpleasant because I was stacking up you know, $19 and two cents in quarters. And there were people behind me in the line. Oh, no. And I was, I, I had to say, you know, I'm so sorry. Are you explaining that you're writing about this for the New York times and, and or are you just to, to try to make it go fast and get through it? I did explain to the, the guy at the cash register. I said, I'm so, you know, I'm trying to live without plastic. And he actually had a very nice response was he said, I meditate every morning so that I can deal with turmoil like this which I thought was a very understanding response. Oh, really? That just seems like health food store. Fuck you. (laughs) So you just ate the raw food from the natural food store? That's right. I just ate raw walnuts and uh, and oatmeal. (laughs) I wanted to try to cook food, but I can't use any ovens or toasters or microwaves. So I was going to try to set a fire. And I actually bought like a plastic-free fire starting kit, but uh, I was like, you know what? Burning down the apartment also maybe mm. a bridge too far. So you had granola and walnuts. That's your whole meal. Like, what else did you eat that day? Well, I did go to our local deli and I got some spinach leaves and ate those. And again, tried to get them to use my scoop instead of theirs, which they didn't, <laughs> they didn't appreciate. Were they serving it to you in a plastic container? Well, I brought my own container, of course. Do you think every crazy person that you see in New York City is just writing a story for the New York Times? <laughs> yes, yes, I do. <laughs> that explains all most behavior. AJ Jacobs is about to face his greatest plastic-free challenge yet: walking his dog without a plastic bag. But first, our sponsors are going to try and sell you some plastic wrapped in some more plastic. Small business owners, this one's for you. Chase for Business and iHeart bring you a new podcast series called The Unshakables. This one-of-a-kind series will shine the spotlight on small business owners like you who faced a do-or-die moment that ultimately made their business what it is today. Join hosts Ben Walter, CEO of Chase for Business, and Tanya Nebo, a lawyer and business consultant, on these storytelling journeys of trials, tribulations, and triumphs that hinged on a single event, a split-second decision, or even a stroke of luck. 
whether the story is about a warehouse going up in flames or a former partner stealing a whole roster of clients, each episode will showcase the grit, determination, and resourcefulness a small business owner needed to turn a pivotal situation into a springboard for success. Listen to The Unshakables now and learn more at chase.com slash business slash podcast. Chase. Make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank N.A. member FDIC. Copyright 2024, J.P. Morgan Chase & Company. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity, giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is accelerating innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at tmobile.com slash now. It all started with two federal agents who heard a rumor. She mentions, well, there is this alleged murder to have taken place. There was just one problem. They had no clue who the victim was. We have to do our job, and we have to find out who did they kill. It had been 15 years since this alleged murder. Was it still possible to unearth the truth? I used to watch um, the Unsolved Mystery shows, and I often thought about calling because I was like, this is, this is not right. How can a person get killed and no one knows anything? I'm Jake Halpern, and this is Deep Cover, The Nameless Man. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to hear the entire season right now ad-free, Subscribe to Pushkin Plus on our Apple Podcast show page or on pushkin.fm slash plus. Okay, so the scariest part for me, I want to know how you felt, was towards the end of the day, you go to walk your dog in New York City. <laughs> and you're going to try I and did. do it without plastic this seems right which is not hard. easy. it's a horror yeah. movie yeah that you're right that was the most terrifying part of the day uh first of all i had bought a plastic free leash and harness so i had to put those on but what do i do about the poop bags because of course you have to pick up poop in new york yeah. and even the sustainable poop bags still are made of plastic so I had read these blogs from plastic-free dog owners, and they recommended bringing a shovel. Like, you got to bring a shovel and... Like a, a gardening shovel? Like a full... That's what they recommended. I didn't, you know, I didn't have... I had a spatula. So that's uh, uh, what I had. I brought a spatula along. You brought a spatula with you? I did. I didn't know what else to go. I didn't have a shovel. I looked How for a shovel. How big of a dog are we talking about? Like, what breed is this? <laughs> It is, you know, 30 pounds. So a spatula would have done it. Maybe two scoop. I don't want to get it too much. But luckily, I never had to use the spatula. So we never got to see that. So your dog did not poop for the entire day. Well, no, I just do the night, the night walk. So my oh, wife, Julie, okay. did the right. uh, the day walk. And uh, what, she, what were the odds going in there that you were going to be 
you know, having used the spatula. It's about 50-50. I'm glad you asked. And, the, that is- and then the plan was to take the, the use the spatula and do what? C- carry it where? What? I was going to carry it to a, we have a garbage can on the corner and I was just going to pop it in the garbage can. I didn't know what else to do. What what would you have done in the situation? You you are a veteran stunt journalist. How would you have solved the problem? That is a tough one. That I th- I think you did the right thing. <laughs> okay. I think good. that a part of me would have been hoping as a stunt journalist that the dog would poop just for the story. Agree. There was a little part of me that was like, yeah, it would be better for the story. And so the end of the day, you're going to go to sleep. But like you said, you can't sleep in your bed because the mattress has plastic in it. Right. And you decided not to sleep in Central Park and build a hay bale. (laughs) Right. I ended up just trying to go to sleep on the I do. We do have a little wood floor. So I went on the wood floor just with a sheet and my pillowcases. I couldn't use a pillow. So I stuffed them with like one of my plastic free shirts and I tried to sleep there for about an hour and I kind of gave up and went to bed. And that was the sad end to the day. When I've done stuff like this and I have to kind of like give up, there's a huge irrational part of me that's like very unwilling to give up. And it's like, no, I'm just going to do it. Do you feel that when you were like laying on the floor? Like, no, I'm going to try and make it through the night, even though it doesn't make a difference to the reader. Do you feel <laughs> yes. that pressure or am I crazy? Oh yeah, no, I totally feel that pressure. My kids were like, what the hell? No one's going to know. Yes. Uh, but I was like, you know what? I, I feel I can't write the article properly if I cheat, if I know that I've cheated. Uh, So, you know, even though I failed, well, I guess part of the point of the article was that it is literally impossible and that failure is built in because plastic is so omnipresent in our lives. So by failing, I was succeeding. How's that spin? I just didn't realize how much plastic was around us till I read your story. Like, how did it get this way? Was there a point in history where everything started becoming plastic? Yeah, plastic is relatively new. It was about 100 years ago. And this I didn't get into the the article, but I love the origin story. One of is crazy and weirdly ironic because one of the first ever commercial uses of plastic was to help the environment, to help wildlife, because billiard balls were made of elephant ivory and they were running out of ivory and someone held a contest, what can we replace the ivory with in billiard balls? And that was one of the first uses of plastic. So that started out okay. But then in about the 70s, things got really ugly. And that's where we entered the age where we were just using things and just tossing them away after one use. And that was cups and the infamous straws, bags, bottles. And that to me is where the real damage is. So what's the response been to the story since it came out? I got a very good response. I mean, people felt motivated and they said, you know, I can't believe there's this much single use plastic. I'm going to change my habits. I got one critique, which I totally agree with. Those are the worst. Yeah. (laughs) And that is that plastic is a huge problem. But the solution should not all be on individuals. Like we, we can do some, cut down on our single-use plastic, but the real solution has to come from government policy, from corporate policy, from 
new inventions, like new types of bioplastic, which some of them are actually quite promising. So I feel the article placed too much emphasis on individual responsibility as opposed to like a higher policy level. Okay, here's my challenge for your next stunt piece. Can you go a year without doing any stunts? (laughs) No, I don't think I could. But uh, I have to say, I feel very lucky because I find it fascinating. It's a it's a fun way to make a living. That's why you're their first return guest. <laughs> well, I am honored. I want more. I want more of your mom on. Well, Diane, now that's feud talk. Now we're gonna have to fight. <laughs> no one says I want more of your mom to me. Get away with it. <laughs> All right. You're right. Let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. I would like to hear more of your mother's views on your podcast. All right. That we can accommodate. AJ Jacobs, you wrote another amazing article, Trying to Live a Day Without Plastic for the New York Times. Thank you for coming back on. You're very kind after what we did to you the first time. (laughs) You know, I didn't listen because I was scared. So who knows what you did. But I've listened to every other episode. So thank you for that. We'll send you a t-shirt. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not sure why A.J. Jacobs became the guy every editor calls with story assignments about doing a day with or without something. How about this? How about editors spend a day assigning stunt stories to a writer besides A.J. Jacobs? I need some work over here. So, editors, if you're listening, I'm totally willing to go a day without all kinds of things. You name it, I'll do it for a day. At the end of the show, what's next for Joel Stein? Maybe he'll take a nap or poke around online. Our show today was produced by Mo Laborde and Nisha Venkut. It was edited by Lydia Jean Cott. Our engineer is Amanda K. Wang. And our executive producer is Catherine Girardot. And our theme song was written and performed by Jonathan Colton. And a special thanks to my voice coach, Vicki Merrick and my consulting producer, Lauren Zelaznik. To find more Pushkin podcasts, listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Joel Stein, and this is Story of the Week. I went to the store as part of my research in downtown New York. It was very sleek and very minimalist, but it was called the No Package Store, and they said it's 99.9% plastic-free, and they sold... The world's only, according to them, the only biodegradable vibrator. Uh, Wait. I I actually, I did buy it. I haven't used it, but I I do have it just because I thought it was funny. So I can't say whether it's good or bad, but... um, How does it vibrate without batteries? (laughs) Do you just use your arm? Like, is it a workout? That's not a vibrator. It all started with two federal agents who heard a rumor. She mentions, well, there is this alleged murder to have taken place. There was just one problem. They had no clue who the victim was. We have to do our job, and we have to find out who did they kill. It had been 15 years since this alleged murder. Was it still possible to unearth the truth? I used to watch um, the Unsolved Mystery shows. 
and I often thought about calling because I was like, this is this is not right. How can a person get killed and no one knows anything? I'm Jake Halpern, and this is Deep Cover, The Nameless Man. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to hear the entire season right now, ad-free, subscribe to Pushkin Plus on our Apple Podcast show page or on pushkin.fm slash plus. Plus.